everyone, and welcome to Resurrection Rundown, the show where we share our love of the Scream franchise with you. I'm your host, Jared, and joining me as always is Riley. Hello. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about part one and part two of the third season of Scream the TV series. So we have um, obviously the Dead Fast Club, which was episode one, and Devil's mm -hmm. Night, episode two, and then we have three and four. The Man Behind the Mask and Ports in the Storm. Yes. So a lot of content, um, a lot to discuss, a lot's happened. First, I want to start off by getting our initial thoughts. So, our initial thoughts on the whole entire series at this point. Yeah. Um, I want to say, okay, let's get the negative out of the way right away. Let's not waste any time with the negative. The writing's not good. The writing is horrendous. It's not good. It's um, probably the worst of the franchise. Uh, and that's unfortunate because they have a really solid cast here. And they I feel do. like they're underutilizing them. In all aspects of the of the word. Yeah, it makes me really, really sad. And it's not to say that we did not go into this with high hopes. We did. And even coming back into it, I was like, okay, night one was not fun. It was not, did not, was not impressed. But I'm, I'm still holding out hopes for night two, right? I was like, I'm still willing to give it a chance going in. No expectations. And they still somehow fell short. <laughs> uh, so... Out of that, um, was there anything other than the writing that we feel like is uh, maybe questionable a little bit? And I think the answer to that question is yes. I think the shooting style of the show really? is a little bit questionable. Uh, questionable, um, From my perspective, when you're doing so many rapid cuts and it's so quick and you can barely tell... I mean, you have an idea of what's going on. You can at least kind of wrap your finger around what's going on a little bit. Okay. But some of the edits and some of the cuts and some of the transitions don't make any sense at all. Okay. Um, at least they don't resonate with me. Um, they're not for me. That's not my type of shooting style that I prefer. So it could just be my bias, and I just want to point that out that um, other people may like it a lot, but I don't think it's for me. I was going to say, I really don't mind it. My My main issue here is, in fact, with the script, with the writing, specifically with the dialogue, which is... Who? Wow. That's... That's a lot. That's... Mmm... Yeah. Smoke and Skittles. So, for me, Beth has the worst writing... Oh, the worst. ...out of any character. Her and, dialogue And is we'll get garbage. into that. Um, so do you have any other uh, negative comments that you want to make before we move on to what's working and just other aspects of the show? Yes. Um, just my main... My main complaint, really. I don't like that they're calling it Ghostface. Okay, good point. I wouldn't have I know thought that's to bring I know that that's up. writing. I know that's writing, but I really really don't like that they're referring to the killer as Ghostface. Like that's that's always been the thing with Scream. It's he's It's always never the killer. called. It's like the killer called me. The killer's doing this. The killer did that. And here it's Ghostface is doing this. Ghostface is doing that and blah 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 blah. Which just and feels, it feels a little very um forced and on the nose and yeah. um kind of takes you out of it almost. Um, but I will say it's nice to see the mask and the voice back in action. It is, but it's like they have to prove that they're doing Scream. Yeah. I, they're like, this is yeah. so Scream that we're going to call it Ghostface. And yeah. I'm like, no. Nope, I nope. didn't think of it that way. That's a really good point. <sighs> so let's discuss some of our favorite moments now that we've kind of touched on the aspects of the TV series, at least this season, that don't work for us. Okay. So some of our favorite moments... The one that comes to mind was just in the recent episode, so that would be episode four, mm -hmm. and um, 
it was probably the interaction that Dion was having with both Jamal and his mother. Yeah. Um, that, and Earl. And Earl. That family dynamic really, really works, and I wish that they would lean more into that. Yeah, because I feel like that's where we're getting the meatier bits of the story is from this family dyma- dy- mm-hmm. dynamic. dynamic. <laughs> so I don't understand why they're not leaning more into that, because it's it's the same thing we've complained about before, of not having enough time with characters and, like, letting them breathe and letting us, like, feel something for them. And where we're getting that is with the family dynamic. Yeah. So all of those scenes have been amazing. I mean, even from the first part when Dion was sitting down with his mom on the football field. Those are when we're getting good moments where, where I'm like, okay, I can feel for these characters. Yeah. Um, so they ruin it. <laughs> and, and so we went into the show thinking that maybe Tyga was going to be one of the weaker aspects of it. And his scenes have been actually all right. Which I'm bewildered by. They've been some of the best acted and um, just cleanest scenes that we've had this entire entire run. I don't know about acting, but the, the dialogue in them is helpful. Okay, yeah, the like dialogue helps. Yeah, being similar to who he is. Probably, but that's fine. Uh, it, he, he's not sticking out like some of the other characters no, that are way, trying yeah, way too hard or not trying at all. He's fitting in. Um, and so, yeah, there's some, um, definitely, the first two seasons of Scream weren't, they weren't Oscar-worthy, they weren't, you know, the dialogue, the writing wasn't, um, it wasn't great, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. awful. And some of the writing is here, and I feel like that just, no matter what actor you put there, whether they're good or bad, and this cast is really, really solid. I just want to make that note. Yeah. The writing is dragging everything down, and it's making good actors seem not good and it's making it to the point that the question honestly is is this person one of the killers because we're assuming there's there's got to be two or is their dialogue just so trash that they're like not a real character Mm -hmm. you just heard mooney bark in the background i'm so sorry about that we have dogs out there and they're not happy to not be in here no not at all okay okay so we kind of dive back in there to some (laughs) of the negatives let's let's refrain Mm -hmm. let's pull back and um, so now we talked about um, some of our favorite moments from the from the show thus far. Do we have anything else that we want to cover besides um, the voice, the mask being back, and Dion and his family dynamic? Yeah, Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. Yes. Kiki Palmer thank you. is a standout character by far. All of her scenes have been incredible so far. And while in the third and fourth episode we dipped a little bit into why the fuck would she do that? This doesn't make any sense. Kim slash Kiki, girl, what are you doing? Um, for the most part, her scenes have still been really, really solid. Um, we've got we've gotten really good acting. We got the fantastic moment with um, Manny's boyfriend. Mm, Just, that was a really good scene. That was probably the most emotional the show's gonna yeah. get. Yeah. Yeah. And I just Kiki Palmer, her as a person and the character itself the acting her scenes have just been phenomenal i agree thank you for bringing that up because i would have totally forgot i adore <laughs> i got really excited to know that kiki was in this show i love kiki you palmer did. and hers i'm and it it is paid off kiki palmer is i think incredible. so i think so and um by far the strongest character the one i'm actually rooting for i don't think she, i don't think she's the killer of course we're gonna get in per, into predictions here in a couple of minutes um but if she did, it would be pretty bomb just because it's Kiki Palmer. Correct. So, um, yeah. But she wouldn't have killed Manny. No, she wouldn't. I would, at least not, I think. I really hope not. <laughs> that would be really messed up. All right, real quick. Um, we're going negative again briefly. Mm-hmm. Worst moments. 
worst moments um, as Spider Gwen's falling over in the background. This is great. Spider Gwen! Um, so, <laughs> yeah, there's a Funko Pop over on the shelf over there that just fell over. Um, so, worst moments, definitely character decisions. They make no sense. This entire show, none of the character decisions make any sort of sense. The writing about them, they they get mad really suddenly for, like, no reason at each other. Case in point, um, uh, Jamal and Dion's scene on the football field. Yeah, I... I'm pretty bewildered a lot because it'll be like a normal scene and then suddenly they'll they'll do one of their cuts and then someone's pissed off. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> what I like mean by the jarring cuts. It's just no explanation or ridiculous. any of it. And it leads to really, really weird character decisions. Like Kim leaving Beth and Manny stranded does not make any sense for her character. Manny suddenly having all of these rage issues that were like never hinted at, but suddenly he's very violent. Very confusing. Weird I dialogue scene too. Uh, Amir and Beth, um, their scenes are just atrocious. Oh. <laughs> Beth <laughs> as a character just needed honestly to be removed. Yeah. Yeah, I it's, think so. It's, Beth as a character doesn't work. I don't know if they need like really that like token that white person. But, like, it did not... All of her scenes are garbage. Like I said, she was so good in The Punisher. Taste the Rainbow. Okay, well, no, 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 wait, we're going to get into that. Oh. So don't go, don't go there. We'll go to Favorite I Lines. I want to talk about it now. That's a new segment that we're adding in last minute, which is Favorite Lines from the episode. And boy, do we have a lot. Too many. Um, <laughs> too many. Uh, so moving on now, we're going to talk about... We've talked about the best, worst moments, and now we're going to get into character deaths. The deaths have been decent. Pretty phenomenal. Um, just kind of going off here. So in episode one and two, so night one, part one, if you will, we had four deaths. Five deaths, actually. Really four deaths because we didn't actually see the fifth death. You're, you're right. Um, but, but that was confirmed later, so yeah. I'm going to count it anyway. Sure. Um, just because it happened in that episode, technically. Technically. Um, technically, tec technically. It happened in the third episode. <laughs> technically. Um, fair point. But anyway, so we had Marcus, which is Dion's brother, um, who was supposedly killed by Hookman. Later we found out that it wasn't Hookman, played by Tony Todd, who's awesome, by the way. I'm glad to see him here. Mm -hmm. um, even though he had one of our favorite lines. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so Hookman supposedly killed Marcus, come to find out that Marcus had just locked himself in a trunk trying to run away. Hookman was in a drunken rage. He's a Vietnam vet. There's a whole subplot there, um, that felt really tacked on and not yeah. polished, but, but that's fine. Yeah, Marcus just died from Marcus just died. six months in a locked trunk. Yep. Um, then we had, uh... And this is in no particular order, by the way. Then we had TJ, I believe. Yes. So TJ, played by Nash Greer, who's in it for two seconds. Yet they did a not whole, mad. they did a whole character clip on him and everything. And I had not seen that he was even cast in the show. So I was like, oh, he must be a pretty important character. Literally, had one scene. Not mad. Um, that death was pretty, pretty, pretty rad though. Um, stabbed yeah. in the neck and then plastic bag over the head. So you like watch the so blood, like, like drowning fill in his up own blood. Plastic. It was Ooh, really intense. Yeah. That was intense. Yeah. Um, that was neat. Um, Totally unrealistic, but I'm I'm down for it. Yeah. Actually, all of these are pretty unrealistic. But uh, then we had the next one on there was actually Avery, who was like this um, jerk who was trying to basically get with um, one of our main characters, Liv. Um, and it was and like he, racist and he, yeah, very racist, very sexist, a very bad person. Yeah, just like a garbage man who met a garbage man death, mm -hmm. being big old wooden pillar through the 
abdomen. Yeah, through center mass. Uh, totally would have killed him instantly. There was no way that he was still moving, but he was. So um, that was a pretty pretty rad death. Um, he basically falls from the catwalk falls. in a warehouse. Okay, he was pushed. Um, there you go, technicalities. He was pushed from a catwalk in the warehouse where the party was taking place. But I, li- I liked the way it was done. He was on the phone with Beth. Yeah. And Beth's talking to him, and then the phone drops in mm-hmm. front, and she can see her name on the screen with the body in front of her. Yeah, that was pretty rad. And, and then it pulls off the mask. Ooh. Yeah, that that was neat. I like that. Um, and then we also had, next, would have been the um, random person, the random drug dealer, who um, apparently was trying to get he with Kim. He had a name. He did, and I can't remember it. Um, but anyway, it was a random character, just a character thrown in there in literally two scenes before he died. One scene before he died? One scene. Okay. So, name. Pretty irrelevant, I would say. But, uh, he gets slashed, um, and we don't get to see it. It's an off-screen kill, which is fine. Um, and then later on, Kim says something along the lines of, like, I know I was, like, playing hard to get, but he could have got it, you know, like... No, she was just saying that he that he, that he was, was fine. Cute. Yeah, I know, yeah, but she that, li- she liked when he like yeah he liked after the her. chase. Like, he couldn't actually have ever gotten her, but like she liked she liked th- the their chase. banter. Yeah, um, and then last but not least, we had in episode one and two, night one, we had um, the death of Tyler. Yeah. So um, Tyler Posey gone Shane. in a oh Shane yes. Why did I put Tyler? Because it's Tyler Posey. I did. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, Tyler Posey, his character dies. Shane. Um, Shane. Shane dies. Uh, and um, his um, pseudonym was Mr. Fade. Uh, and we'll get into <laughs> get into that in a moment. Um, but anyway, uh, how did you feel about that kill? I, so we got one of our more emotional scenes right before that, which was like him meeting with his grandma. Mm-hmm. Because we got, we had this whole unveiling that he was not like this hard, like drug dealer that everyone thought he was. Like he was just trying to get out of town. He was trying to get money to get him and his sick grandma out of town, right? Because they lived in a bad part of town. Um, and then he goes outside and immediately gets killed with a needle full of drugs to the eye. It, I started, I looked away as soon as that needle started going in for the eye and it sounded pretty horrifying. So I'm glad I didn't look, but uh yeah, he died trapped under a ladder, mm-hmm. which was made me very claustrophobic. Yeah, that, that, I, that really freaked me out, but he couldn't get out So from under the ladder. I'm also confused. Why couldn't he get out from under the ladder? Um, it was like his neck, so he couldn't get his head back up under through. Yeah, but why couldn't he just push it up? I guess he could have. Well, because Ghostface was walking down the ladder at but first. Then yeah, that's true. He could have definitely done that. Was it more. just too heavy? Also, totally. I mean, it's a fire maybe, escape ladder. Totally so his fault. He had a chance to shoot Ghostface twice, he and he didn't do it. Fool. Um, yeah, yeah. What a fool. Anyway, totally had it coming. Um, I'm sad to see Tyler Posey go so soon, but um, that's again, the name of the game. That's yeah. That's the name of the game. You're right. Um, so moving on from that, in night two, part two, with episodes three and four. We only had, really, two deaths. Um, I will say, I'm sorry, coming back to this, I think it's weird that they made him, made him a main part of the group. Who? Tyler Posey? Yeah. Was it just because he was in the same detention room as all of them? Um, that they, like, that the killer made him part of the group? Because I understand, like, if he was doing this to more people in the town. Which, more and more, then I start suspecting Beth, because who else had a reason to really worry about him even, you know? You know what I mean? Weird. Anyway, um, so moving on from that, in night two, we only had two deaths, which were two of our main cast. Um, We had Manny and um, Amir. 
And Manny, unconfirmed. Manny is totally unconfirmed. I don't know if they had no budget left in order to, you know, do some more special effects or if they had... But, like, it was weird enough that, like, he hit the windshield and it shatters, right? And then we pull away and then we're with the other characters and we see the car blow up. But we don't... We don't actually see it. It is unconfirmed. Which I have a question mark by Manny's name on my notes here. Good. Amir is for sure dead. Uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, there's no way that Amir isn't. And let's talk about that death because by far the best death on the show thus far. Yeah, I had my eyes closed the whole time. And I think it's pretty um, consistent throughout. Like, if you just ask people that have seen the show what the best death was, like, I'm pretty sure that that's going to be the majority of the time the answer. If you guys have a different answer, let us know. I would be glad to hear what some other people thought of but what the best wow. death was. But wow, what a gruesome death. Um, Never turn you, your back to a door. He did no, that like four times Yeah, they, they both did. Like, both him and coming. Beth. And Beth's um, supposed to be the person who like knows. Yeah. She's all up on her horror movies and stuff. She doesn't know. And I was totally calling it. I was totally, I, I was saying Scream 4 the entire time. Scream 4, Scream 4, Scream 4, which is when um, uh, Jill's mother in Scream 4 mm. um, gets stabbed through the back because she has her back to the door. Idiot. And she gets stabbed through it. And duh. I'm like, okay, well, duh. Like, you're putting your back to the door. I get that you're trying to hold it, but, like... And his was even worse because there were, like, windows right there. Yeah, well, he... I mean, he gets stabbed through an elevator door, which I haven't quite wrapped my mind around yet. How um, that saw made it through that metal door. How that saw door. made it through the metal door. But, um, you know what? A cool kill. Ghostface twists the saw, and then the elevator starts going up, and it basically just cuts his body <laughs> um, vertically, which was pretty horrifying. Well, and Jared and I started talking about the way that these people have been being killed, too, which is, like, supposed to be a comment on the way they're living their lives, right? We've got the, the drug dealer who gets shot up full of drugs. Uh, we have Amir, who said that he, you know, followed his parents' beliefs, and, you know, religiously followed all those, and so he couldn't do anything with Beth, and then he's, like, all in to have sex, and then he gets... Cut through. Cut yeah. through. For any other... Yeah, you, you Manny... were you were mad about Manny's death. Um, or not mad, you were just I... questioning Manny's death being, you know, um, burned alive in a car. <laughs> burned alive in the south in a cornfield. Yeah. With men dressed up as Confederate soldiers, just down the way. I whatever. understandable. Uh, <laughs> I just think that, that that was a little on the nose for uh, the gay death of the show. Yeah, I agree. But tell us what your favorite death of the show is thus far. I'm sure we've got two more episodes left, so there'll be some other cool ones. Oh yeah. Yeah, there there totally will be. So stick around for those. Oh, we Tony Todd. Oh, we did forget Tony Todd's we death. We didn't. You forgot. These I did your forget little notes. I How did. Could you you <laughs> okay. even said that was one Hookman's. of your favorite deaths. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, compactor. Um, you know, he has uh, in his yard for whatever reason. It's um, basically it's a, just it's a, a, it's a junkyard. It's a junkyard. I know, but I like, understand there being a compactor. It's a pretty small compactor, actually. For yeah, there's no cars going in that. No, there's no cars going in that. But you know what? Like. Dion tries to save him, and it doesn't work, and Tony Todd gets crushed. My confusion is, is we only had, like, a couple of minutes in between, like, Hookman and the Ghostface, like, going I wish we would have gotten hand. more of that. That was and also then, a really cool moment. And then suddenly he's chained down in this compactor. How did he get so overwhelmed? 
I don't know. Tony Todd's a big dude, and like, Ghostface if... was not his height no, at all. No, and I understand if Ghostface had, like, knocked him out from behind or something, like, while he had the opportunity, and he, like, woke up in the compactor. Mm -hmm. That is not what happened. No, he got chained. He got dragged, and he got chained. So that's what happened. Girl, then. how? All right, let's talk about some of our favorite lines, because I know that, Riley, this is your... Pro this is probably your favorite portion of the entire episode. It is. I'm very episode. excited for this. So in um, episodes one and two, night one... We had a couple of lines that I really liked. A, first came when Roger Jackson was talking about his suit of armor, meaning the, go the ghost face costume. I have on my suit of armor. What? <laughs> so, uh, and he's like, that's what you need for high school, right? Yeah. What? The writing. Wow. Roger Jackson did the best he could with that. So props to him. And at first, you know, under any other circumstance, I would probably be like, oh, that's cool. But then he goes on about how high school you're wearing your suit of armor. And like, and I'm like, hmm, let's see, that's cringy. Um, and then we also had my personal favorite of the series thus far, which is you smell like smoke and Skittles. And then okay, followed so by... Taste the rainbow. Nice. How did they say these with straight faces? I don't how know. I... And that's another Amir and Beth scene. Who was surprised? No one. Just cringy. Um, yeah, I totally didn't buy their romance at all. No, it didn't make any sense. Anyway, refraining from like going into negativity here, let's move on to night two. We've got a couple of cool lines. Um, Mr. Fade got faded. Ooh. Again, by Beth. By Beth. Yeah, okay, well, <laughs> all of these are Beth. And flashing back to Beth, in episode one, when she comes up to a mirror at his table and asks if if this seat is taken and he's like no none of them are actually and she's like i'm not surprised and then walks away <laughs> what was the point of that what why of all the scenes to stay in was that one of them <laughs> whatever whatever it's fine we're moving past it so we had tony todd no coming back to it <laughs> not that exactly live in detention, we've, I really wanted to talk about this. Said that she hasn't seen any of those people before. Mm -hmm. It was that was this big moment. She was like, "I don't know who any of these people are." When literally one of the last scenes we had was in the cafeteria with Kim on a megaphone, literally yelling into the cafeteria about needing to sign a petition. Yeah. Manny waving said petition around, and she's never seen any of these people before. I agree. Shifty. That's very confusing. And they, they were very loud and in your face. And even Beth, like, Beth's a very easy person to notice. Amir, I can understand if you're going for that whole he's a loner who's only in the background kind mm -hmm. of thing. But the rest of them, like, seem like they're pretty front in the school. Like, the whole football team, like, knows Beth and, like, makes fun of Beth and, like. Yeah, I agree. Okay, um, you, can that, go, you can go on. That, that bothered you more than it bothered that me. That really bothered me um, because it didn't make any sense. I was like, girl, what are you talking about? None of the about? progression here really makes sense. Anyway, no. um, the next one that I have on my list from night two was um, he's coming for you, boy. And then Dion says, who? And this is when um, Hookman's getting attacked. And he says, ghost face. <laughs> the line delivery, oh boy. Um, and again, ghost face. Why would... Why would Hookman know that? He's literally a Vietnam vet who's like holed up in this junkyard. Would he really know up to date that this is called Ghostface? I looked at your face and you just closed your eyes. <laughs> like sat there in silence for a couple of seconds. 
Oh, oh, my another one I have on here was also Beth, um, and she's talking about how Amir doesn't listen, and she says everything basically goes right through your donut hole. It's not an exact quote, but uh, I mean, just cheese. We had um, one of my absolute like most cringiest parts of the first trailer for me was when um, was when Amir said "son of biscuit." Yeah. That was just placed so awkwardly there. These, those two just are so weird. They're so weird. They don't make it, the writing around them doesn't make any no, sense. No, not at all. One of my actual, actual favorite lines, though, like not sarcastically, is Kiki Palmer when Ghostface is coming for her outside of her house, mm-hmm. and she starts yelling, "Officer down! Officer down! White officer down!" And you see all of these lights flicking on behind her, and Ghostface just takes off, which I. That was hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Kiki Palmer really knows how to fight Ghostface. That that was a really nice moment. Well, it was just really interesting seeing the way that she took that whole scene where she's like, I'm not playing this game. She's like, you're in my neighborhood. You don't understand how this works. Yeah. And clearly Ghostface doesn't. No, not at all. Um, yeah. And okay. So speaking of Ghostface, so night one, mm-hmm. I really thought that Amir and Liv were by far the two sketchiest. Yes, I was fairly certain that Amir was part of it. And you also thought Manny too, right? And I, Manny was someone I was also pretty suspicious about just because the whole thing with Kim and him, I could feel some underlying tension there. But Amir, I was like, oh, this dude. And now I found out it's just because his character was written so sloppily. Yeah. Um, just garbage. But... He wasn't one of the killers. Weird. Weird. He yeah, didn't that catch was me. Weird. I, I was like, that. I was like, oh shit! Like you he's know? actually getting killed right now. I was like, ooh, we're wrong. Manny still unconfirmed. Manny's whether still I was, out there. Yeah. Uh, wrong in my suspicion. I mean, he he was trapped in a car with Ghostface behind him, but yeah. And and we I started catching on to your live thing. I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. And then we kind of got some shifty things going on with Live and Night too. Um, extra shifty, not kind of shifty. Extra, yeah. Her dad literally says, "I'm trying. I was trying to warn you away from her because she's crazy." Mm-hmm. Um. So, but um, Dion, we're feeling some. I'm feeling a family familial. About Dion, this seems it seems like a lot of manic episodes, possibly. Mm-hmm. It seems very psychological because when it comes to Dion. We did we did get a we did get a comment from his mom in episode one when she's sitting down with him on the football field where she's like, you know, I'll take you to see this therapist again if you want. We can't let it get to what it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, leading, and we've gotten some, like, weird mixed-in comments about, like, Dion being violent. That, like, all surrounding his brother's death and, like, seeing ghosts and, like, attacking ghosts that makes me think, you know. It doesn't bode well for him. It doesn't Definitely. bode well for him. Um, and I think, um, so... It really came to fruition. Now, I said this on night one, too. Mm-hmm. I did. Because it was really odd that no one else saw Ghostface in the same place as Dion. No one has yet. Yeah. So, and that's fine. Like, um, like up until this point, we hadn't seen Beth with Ghostface. Mm-hmm. Now we've seen Beth with Ghostface. Yeah, we had. And she could still when be... they were in the locker. Oh, you're right. Um, but again, yeah, someone's working with someone because he definitely, Ghostface definitely saw There's him in that two. locker. Yeah. There's two. Um, but I think it could be a familial thing. I definitely think at this m- moment, um, Dion, I'm putting my chips behind Dion. And I think that's, obviously we only got one more night, so it's not like I can be 
proven wrong in like two episodes it's like no this is it like this is basically final prediction um, i think it's either dion or familial targeting of dion yeah yep i think it's it's definitely familial whatever it is it's familial mm-hmm. um but uh, again like even after the first night when he was stunned in the locker room i was like no one saw that like no one else saw has That's seen him do thing. anything he keeps getting and the cut on the arm this episode and then all of a sudden his sleeves are up and no one's talking about his cut he's not mentioning his cut uh like it's like okay what's going on like, well even the police car yeah he the wakes police car up too. outside of the police car mm-hmm. after ghostface tackles what mm-hmm. what is happening what's going on how does Dion keep walking away from Ghostface encounters? Same with Kim. Kim does too. Yeah, I don't think she's she said a killer, she though. she woke up in the cornfield. The last thing she remembered was crashing her car, and she was just suddenly in the cornfield. So the only one who hasn't been attacked um, alone yet, and we can't trust Dion. So I'm excluding him from this because he's n- he's an unreliable narrator. I can't trust anything that he says. Um, the only one that we haven't seen singled out yet is Beth. Beth has been the only person that's not been singled out by Ghostface, um, which leads me to believe that she's a part of it somehow. Because um, that's what I said. Again, I was like, it's, it's kind of suspicious I don't know. that, you know, with the direct targeting of Amir, the... Th- Amir, not there. only Amir, but also Shane, like... Well, I just mean the way that he was killed. Yeah. Like, the only person that would have known that Amir was going to have sex with Beth is Beth. Yeah. Okay, you're you're right. So we're actually making the case for Beth too. Um, making the case for a lot of people right now. Yeah, it's definitely Liv. She's too sketchy. She's been sketchy from day one, which is why it can't probably be yeah. her. I think she's just insane. She's a red herring. Yeah, but I still think that she's crazy. So yeah, the whole there's obviously under something the there. Arm thing, yeah, weird secret drawer. Mm-hmm. I still need to know about that phone. Yeah, she's she's got some explaining to do. Yeah, beyond that. Um, that's our that's our final prediction. I think it's familial. Dion, possibly Beth. Manny's still out there, so we don't know. Lots of possibilities, but I'm putting the most chips behind Dion. Mm-hmm. I am at this point, um, which is what. Scre- you know what? That's leaning, what leaning oppositely, I am putting more chips behind Jamal. Are you? No, no, no. I'm putting it behind Dion, and you want to know why? Because mm-hmm. we talked about this yesterday on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. They changed the protagonist from female to male. Mm-hmm. And now we have an unreliable narrator. See, here's here's my thing, though. That would be smart writing. Oh, and you don't think and that's I this? And I haven't seen it thus because far. Because I think to make, you know, to, to make the main character female and then to have her come out and be the villain, that might not play too well. No, I don't think it's Liv. Um, I don't. Which would be Liv if that was the case. But they've already gone down that path and it's too obvious. So now to, to make Dion... I, Here's why. Because, you know, in horror, you're supposed to like the female heroine, heroine more. Yeah. The, you know, horror gives the most screen time to women out of any other genre. And so to make it a female killer would be kind of cool. But also, like, could you imagine if... And I know some of you watching this probably wanted this to happen. But a lot of people in Scream 4 wanted Sydney to be the killer. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's the right way to go about it. I agree. It. So by making it a male, then you're you're loosening loosening up some of that shock value, um, while at the same time being shocking because it's the main character. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, 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 my chips are totally behind Dion. But again, I think that's smart writing, and I don't think we've received that thus far. So I think it's going to be something where we're like, why? But okay. why? Okay. Well, we have Jamal. literally one. We have two more hours before we find out, and it wraps and it's concluded. So. 
Um, let us know what your predictions are in the comments below. I want to know if it's similar to what we're thinking. Do you think it's Liv, even though she's obviously got something going on and has been the red herring from the very beginning? Um, let us know in the comments below, and hopefully um, one of us is right. Hello everyone, and welcome to Resurrection Rundown, the show where we share our love of the Scream franchise with you. Joining me is my co-host Riley, and Hello. obviously my name is Jared. And uh, if you've been watching this video series, I hope you've been enjoying it thus far. This is the third and final entry into this series. What was that, Riley? <laughs> Do you want to repeat that? No. No? <laughs> Alright, so first let's talk about our initial thoughts on this episode. Um, how do you feel some. about it? I have yeah. some thoughts. How do you, how do you feel about it? Um, mm, so I feel like, I do feel like the finale's been the best so far. Do you really? I do. In terms of, like, um, it ending, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm trying, I was trying to pinpoint exactly what made me so happy, and I think it was the <laughs> fact that it was ending. <laughs> Oh. I was really trying to look for something positive there. It turned negative. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to do that. I honestly didn't. I I am just really upset because I feel like this was one of those like commercials where it's, but wait, there's more. And it was just everyone had more secrets. It was like, you thought you knew everyone, but wait, there's more. And now we all have another big, huge secret that, like, wasn't hinted at so, at all. And it was just a, it was a dump of information, mm -hmm. which made me care infinitely less about all of these characters. I didn't even care a little bit about Dion at the end. Not even a little bit. You mean Marcus. You mean Marcus. Oh, um, spoiler alert. <laughs> no kidding. So, uh, I was excited about the initial Six Order episode count. Because I felt like that would have, like, given them more time to make a tighter and cleaner story. Um, it wasn't. No. That did not make a tighter and cleaner story. And maybe, um, looking back at this season, it might have benefited from ten episodes if they were going to do it this way. Because I simply did not feel like I had enough time to get emotionally invested in any character. The writing needed to be one million times better, though, if we were going to do two Beyond episodes. That, I barely squeaked, squeaked oh, totally. through these ones. But the thing is, like, the only, the only way that it would have been better, along with the writing, is if they were actually taking time to flesh out these stories. Because you can tell me all yeah. you want, even with good writing, I still think it would have been too quick. And it would have been over too fast. And we would have yeah. been... And we would have been left like, okay, well, that was fun for a little bit, I guess, but what substance was there? And we're still asking that with this, but it needed more than just the writing to be better. It needed time. It, they, it needed they either needed to be better. Yes, they needed to either cut down the story that they were trying to tell and make it so... Because it was super convoluted for six episodes. There were things happening randomly... Um, at the turn of just one one cut, one transition. That didn't and make any sense. I mean, literally scenes that were contradicting each other, yeah, back to back. wildly different emotions from scene to scene, and it just left me feeling there was literally no, no emotion at there was all, no because flow. I was like, I can't flip this quickly. I need some kind of guiding force here, and I didn't have one. And most of the episode was honestly just spent with three characters being like, oh, they're the killer. Oh, but they're not a killer. Oh, but they're the killer. Oh, but they're not the killer. Oh, but they literally are. The, oh, okay, but they are. Oh, but they are? 
Do you want to know what my favorite whodunit scream was? If we're just talking about the ooh whodunit, what which do you think it is? Out of out of the out of the movies. Out of all of them. Yep. Who's the bet? Who? What is the best whodunit story? The fourth. Third for me. Damn it. It's the third every single time. And do you want to know why? Because they took a Scooby-Doo approach. And if, okay, so you want to, you want to go that campy? Mm -hmm. Go that campy. Yeah. Just make it entertaining. Yeah. And I can't be entertained if there's no ebb and flow to it, you know? And there was no And there was no ebb and flow. But those are our initial thoughts. So now we're going to cut that, cut that negativity off. This is it. This is the last negative. Um, we might touch on a couple more points that may, we maybe would have changed or maybe didn't work for us, but this is it for the negativity. I think going forward, we should just talk about some of the fun things that the show did. Okay. So let's try that. Okay. All right. So some of our favorite lines, what do we got for our favorite lines first? And then let's talk about our favorite moments. Favorite lines. So I have a few and I have them written down here. Um, let's start with, uh, when was it Beth and Kim? it was definitely Beth and Kim that we're talking about um you know Kim was like this isn't this is no longer a horror movie this is now a buddy cop show mm -hmm. and we're gonna solve this mystery and she's listing off you know all these buddy cop shows um where they have black characters mm -hmm. included uh so she names off like Lethal Weapon and like Rush Hour and like all of these different franchises and Beth is like she asked she asked him at one point am I Chris Tucker or Jackie Chan to which she, to which Kim responded, "Bitch, I'm both." Bitch, I'm both. Uh, great line, made me actually laugh, and it was a genuine laugh too. It wasn't just, um, it wasn't no, just that like was, a. That was funny. Yeah, that was a yeah. Kiki Palmer by far is the best writing, um, and just the best character. And then we period. also, yeah, that's very true. Um, and then we also had a line from Beth, which these are some of the greatest lines ever, like in the most horrible way. But um, she says, that's the problem with dreams. They're, They're fleeting. fleeting. <laughs> In response to D Dion wanting to play college football. Yep. Um, that's how deep that was. Anyway, and then we get uh, something from Tyga. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then they stab me in the back. Actually, the front. Incredible. And now that was totally meant to be campy and cheesy yeah. and corny. Um, and it got me. I and, had to... And tigers... Tigers. <laughs> that was the whitest thing I've ever done in my life. And tigers' <laughs> betrayal of it. And tigers' betrayal of it was hilarious. I... I'm done. Yeah, the delivery... <laughs> the delivery on that line uh, was... Um, that's what really did it. That's That was the icing on the cake. This is what three days of Scream has done to me. I am a broken woman. It's not fair, Jared. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. That was a line um, that Beth kind of blurted out as she was getting... Whomped by Whomped. the yeah. football helmet. <laughs> so another aspect of the show that you really enjoyed... Probably one of the uh, standout moments from the show, and we've said it so many times at this point, but I, I truly do believe that there is one character that basically was holding a flood lamp above this whole entire set, uh, giving it light and giving it some, some breath. It's um, Kim. Yeah. Kim, Kim. Kim is the show. Without Kim, I don't know what I would have done by now. If I didn't have Kiki Palmer's moments in this show, I, I honestly don't think I could have made it. 
I don't think I could have made it all the way to the end. Yeah. And I needed her to come back in at the end to make me be like, okay, this is an okay show again. She's where we got our real emotional moments from the show, outside of, like, the two familial moments that actually had, like... Wait to him. Wait with, to uh, him. Dion. Mm-hmm. But it, it was it was Kim Kim's moments where we really got that. Yeah, I agree totally. 100%. Um, she had the humor. She had the emotion. She had the delivery. She had the final girl status, too. She, she has got final that. girl status now. Come on, Kim. Yeah. So now we have a couple of character deaths in this episode. Not many. Two, I believe. We just two. have yeah. um, Jamal and Beth are two killers, and that's about it. I believe. Oh, wait, no. No, no, no. We have a cop. We A cop got killed this oh, episode, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the oxycodone swiping <laughs> key swiper. card. Swiping. <laughs> swiping. Swiper, swiper. no swiping. <laughs> Which, what was that even? That was literally just to get him into the other room so that Ghostface could kill him. There was no... And to give Ghostface a reason to kill him. That Yeah, that was literally just a MacGuffin. That was literally just a MacGuffin. That's all that was. Which is the worst MacGuffin I've ever seen in my entire life. It was... And we, we really never got any explanation for the fire thing? No! I, okay, let's back off of that. I just realized that just now. That's yeah. why I said it. Well, see, it's so forgettable that we just forgot about it. We literally just watched it. We just finished watching this. We finished watching it and came up to record. That's probably why we haven't taken enough time to sit down and talk I don't about want it. To, I don't want to talk about this <laughs> okay, okay, show okay, anymore. Okay, okay. so um, moving on, we are going to dive into, I believe, um, other than the character deaths, we don't have any predictions, so... Now we're going into our conclusion. Well, Why do I, I feel like I we're like, going... I would like to flash back into last um, episode of this when um, we we put our little chips all in, as it were, on the familial aspect. And I believe you said it was... Who was the killer? I thought it was Dion. Uh, or who, who did I say was the killer? You said Jamal. Oh. Who was the killer? Jamal. Weird. I just want to point out, a lot of our fans commented on our videos saying that it was totally Jamal. Also Liv. Liv was pretty popular, but that was too obvious for it to be the route that they were going in. So... So basically me and the other fans were correct. I guess. Fine. You see, and and what you said yesterday was right, too. I was expecting more. I was expecting the writing to be interesting and intricate incorrect. and... and incorrect. Um, nuanced and... Incorrect. Incorrect. Altogether. But that's fine. So overall, like... I will say Beth's reveal was cool. As the killer. Because I truly didn't see it coming. I was looking around for another shooter. I was like, oh, where did that bullet... Did the bullet come from behind him? Was it his mom? Was Jared right the whole time? So I, I will I will give them that. I honestly did not see... My suspicions were off Beth in that moment. I was like, damn, Liv, no. you're being crazy. No, the moment that... On the last episode yesterday when we were talking about Amir's death and we were kind of discussing um, the whole thing about how would Ghostface have known that he had just had sex um, other than Beth. Beth is the only point of contact who can kind of speak to what actually happened there. I believe I said that too. You did say that. You <laughs> did say that. And um, you were right. I'm an incredible You're detective. right. You're, uh, you're right. You're right. You're That's right. all I ever want to hear. Well, you're right. Thank you. Well, you're right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so. And I give, I give Liv that. Liv figured it out. Well, yeah, well, 
Lynn figured that out because she was the only other, I mean, she was the only other option at that point, kind of. Not even. It could have been Kim or something. It's because she asked her about a mirror, and Beth literally said the bone saw. And Liv knew because she had read the police file. But yeah, the police wouldn't have told Beth that. Right. They wouldn't have been like, he was sawed through with a bone saw. See, they weaved that uh, whole Liv has a cop father thing in just so that she could do that. See, there are things here that, like, I'm not sure that they earned. I'm not sure that you earned that easy of a route. None Um, of it was earned. It was all, like, Liv's last scene with her father in the hospital room where she, like, gets up to leave. Like, she doesn't live with her dad. And she's like, you don't know who I am in the most stereotypical teenage voice. You don't know me. It's like I live behind a mask. Yeah, okay, and that's another thing, too. I'm just not ruminating on how bad this final episode really was. And and that's that's why when you, like, I'm sure, for those of you watching, when she was talking about that this is the best, I started to, like, question. I was like... So, Dion gets dropped off by his, like, mom and Liv. Where's Earl? Earl's still his dad, even though his, like, other son was, like, a sociopathic murderer who wanted to kill him. Like, that's still his dad. They had this whole emotional scene. Right before the big football game, which was also very bewildering. How that was shot um, was so vastly different from the rest of the show. I literally kept looking up and I was like, when did we enter Friday Night Lights? Why is this now a football show? How did we get here? Who took us here? How can I get back? Do I want to go back? (laughs) (laughs) Do I just want to watch the I just want to watch the football show. Um, Yeah, no. So outside of that, like, we have no more predictions other than... No, actually... Let's get into predictions right now. Will Scream the TV series I get hope not. Renew- <laughs> get renewed? God, I hope not. <laughs> Let it die. The writing started out, you know, pretty rocky, but it was okay. There was a chance, and then it got rockier, and now I don't know where we are now, but it's not good, and I would like it to be done now. I would like everyone to take their hands off of it. Milo wants everyone to be done. I want everyone to be done. I just, I'm fine with waiting a decade for Blumhouse to come out with another Scream film. I'm fine with that. I can wait that. I waited three years for this, and it was a mistake. Um, I'm, I'm glad We should have let them keep this shelved. We I'm, shouldn't have asked them to bring this to us. It all depends on viewers. It really depends on how many viewers that they've been able to sustain. Um, I'm going to be really interested to look at the Nielsen ratings to see what the viewership was like, episode one, two, and th- or night one, two, and three, rather, just to see if they had retention, if people dropped off, if they got more viewership in the finale. I'm sure they got more viewer- viewership in the finale, but I wonder if episode two had a dip or night two had a dip where people yeah. didn't tune in. Um, and that'll be really the telling case. If, if episode... If episodes um, three and four had less of an audience than either one or the premiere, which would be normal in any other circumstance, but because this is a three-night event Mm -hmm. and that links the two episodes, Mm -hmm. that means, that tells me that people were literally just tuning in to see who the killer was. Yeah. And they didn't care about what happened. So um, that's just my take on it. Do I think it's going to get renewed again? I'm not certain. I'm leaning more towards, I'm like, I'm probably like, I want to say 60-40 in that it's not going to get renewed. Okay. Um, so I do think that they're going to end up canceling it. 
it didn't look like they were promoting it very much um, other than the little clips that they were releasing, but then they took a hiatus from that. They weren't releasing those clips anymore. And beyond that, the trailers were... They only did the two teaser trailers and then some other TV promos. What are they doing? I don't know. (sighs) No, no, I don't know either. Um, So we'll see. And, uh, okay, beyond predictions, if they do renew it, what do we want to see next from the Scream TV series? If they do pick it up and we move forward and we have the stink of the Weinstein deal off and we have, you know, basically a new studio coming in with the rights and... They keep Roger Jackson, they keep the ghost face mask, and they actually spend some time working on the story, and it's not this rush thing mm-hmm. that then gets locked in development hell. Where do you want the story to go? We're talking about the show, right? What we'd like to see for yeah, a future yeah, what show. Would you like to? what would you like to see? Just anything. I would like to see some goddamn resolution. <laughs> Don't say it. There's Don't go there. There's too many things up in the air. Who killed Kieran? Why was Ghostface so obsessed with fire? Why did they call him Ghostface in this? Where was the link to the previous show? What's Audrey doing? What's Noah doing? Is Noah okay? How about Brooke? What's Brooke doing? What's Brooke up to? I, I, know am, I could care less. About I it, honestly am very interested. In, Brooke was a fascinating character. She really was. I agree. Um, the show needs some diversity. The show yes. needs some different casting. We need to actually take time to figure out maybe what would be a good entertaining story. Do you know what I would like? Hmm. I would like a Brooke, Kim, Noah team up. That's it. Audrey can pop in every once in a while, but she doesn't need to be a main character. I would like those three. Here's what I want. If they if they want to do this three-night special again, which mm-hmm. I, you know, hopefully it worked for them. Um, I think it's kind of a cool event, little event, that you're tuning in for three nights back-to-back-to-back. Yeah. To back to back. I think um, it'd be cooler if we did this closer to Halloween. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, that again, that's why it doesn't bode well for, for the signs of whether or not it's going to get canceled middle or not. Of July. It's the middle of July, and they literally just dumped it two weeks before and haven't marketed it hardly at all. On VH1's main page, I think they've maybe had it, they've maybe put like two Instagram posts out about and it. And the that. main picture is still Bella Thorne, who got killed literally the first episode of season one. It is. Um, And on Google Play, if you go to Google Play, they don't have any images up for season three yet. Well, beyond that, even season two, it's still Bella Thorne from the first episode. They got a draw. Four years ago? Five years ago? Was that five? 2015. Four years ago. So. Um, I do like to see the diversity. I want them to do the three-episode order. Here's what I want, though. If you're going to go that and you're going to make an event, don't make the plot as messy as you would a serialized show. This plot was messy because they tried to keep the the serialized element of season one and two and put it in six episodes, and it didn't work. No. What you need to do is you need to play more towards a thematic and cinematic format where you're having one through line, a couple twists and turns, not so much. Not everyone needs to have a backstory. Not everyone needs to have, like, a... Well, and the easiest way to do that is by starting with a group of people that already know each other, right? Because that was a big part of this issue. These people weren't close. Yeah, I want I want you to show me through actions what these people are like. I want yeah. to pop in on a character doing something, whether he's, like, no, like, recording a podcast, mm-hmm. whether he's doing whatever he's doing. And I want to learn through character interactions and, um, yeah, 
from established characters. Not yeah. all of them have to be. Kieran was the only new one, I believe. And then they Well, yeah, added... but they weren't... You know, we had to spend a lot of time with them still getting closer because they were they had grown apart. But if we're doing a if we're doing a three night event again like this, you just need a group of friends. Yeah, that's what you need. You just need friends. I mean, and think I about would, it. I think it'd be dope if we were college. I think it dope. I think it would be dope if we moved a little bit older. I think if we moved a little bit older, that would um, maybe force. Here's my thing, Brett Matthews, who is the showrunner this season, has okay. been the showrunner of Vampire Diaries. He, and those shows can be cringy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Kevin Williamson created Vampire Diaries, and then Brett Matthews assisted him in a couple of the episodes and is now showrunning show running, um, Scream, at least this season. I highly doubt they'll be rehired. So this is three seasons where we've where we've completely wiped the whole entire team from the last season yeah. and it will happen again if it gets renewed. Correct. They'll wipe the entire production team what, behind this. Well, um and we've got to get to a point where it's consistent and it yeah. and it feels it, the story's different but the production feels the same. Correct. And the style feels the same. Um that's what we need and we need it more cinematic and we need it broader and we don't need to focus so much on these little teen drama story subplots which yeah. I agree the move to college a little bit older maybe introduce some more thematic content and then you have not only the, the diversity that you can bring in but the whole slew of college issues that there are and let's start addressing those you know in mm-hmm. this kind of serialized television format mm-hmm. um, I think that would be really interesting and I think there's a lot to explore with that and that would be the appropriate way to go about doing a season four if they do it still keep Roger Jackson still keep the costume yeah and i think going forward if you make a few changes you keep it consistent you don't try so hard to make it such i mean i know the the films are campy and they can be fun and stuff but there's a way to do satire while also maintaining some integrity with your writing speaking of that one last thing to mention about this season before we we really wrap it up here if you were going to do references to other horror movies, you needed to be working those in the entire time. Instead of, in the last 15 minutes, mentioning Camp Crystal Lake, uh, doing the scene from The Shining, having the balloon hanging there, um, having the reference to the, the Skylight 2, right, from season 2. With, season 1. Uh, no, Riley was, was Riley season 1? Oh my god. Climbing up the ladder and dying on the skylight, like, just... Which, that's the same set. That's the same goddamn the same set, set, by the way. Um, Except instead of coming up the middle, it came up the side on the other one. Yeah, ridiculous. But it's the same thing. You can recognize it. It's not hard. That was the thing. You'd... How... It, wh- whatever. <laughs> just, Conti- like, where, continuity. Okay. Here, here's my thing. Where is your script supervisor? Yeah. Did they not have a script supervisor? Where was that person at? Because if, what, if was, there was a script was, supervisor... Was the person from Split writing this series? Is that is that why every single freaking scene in this entire little slew felt like it was from a different person entirely? Checks and balances. If the if the script is not doing its job, the the script supervisor comes in and makes sure... Make sure, assures everyone. Make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure, and assures everyone that at least the team and and the cast, because I feel so bad for them, but they assure everyone 
that there's some continuity and there's a yeah. through line through the entire show and yeah. that the script is polished. And I don't know if there were any checks and balances here. There weren't. So wherever that person was, if you didn't have one, hire one. And if there was one, they need to be fired. I hate saying that, but they need to be fired immediately. Because they're... they're, they're Girl, it's she just, was messy. It's just unacceptable. And yeah, it's messy. And um, yeah, okay. So now let's go into our overall thoughts and... Um, just wrap up. Basically, just to wrap up. So our yeah. overall thoughts on I, how to wrap this up. I would up. like to wrap up the fact that we said we were going to be positive and then spent the next 30 minutes just ragging on every single part of the show. Um, another thing, real quick, before, before we pop in. End it, Jared, end no, it. No, 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 no. Before we pop in and just give our quick, like, two-minute ending um, speeches, if you will, I think... The real main problem of the show uh-huh. was that they were missing MTV's music and their musical selection because boy was that fire. No one asked for. This I remember comment. downloading. No I remember one, downloading. No one wants to hear this. MTV Scream music. No one asked for this. And I absolutely out of all of the issues, I don't think this it. is an issue that we really need to be pointing out. I don't think. It well, hurt. think about it. What what sort of themes did we hear? Was it was it the same? Did it feel the same? Again, the music was wildly inconsistent. It was tonally all over the place. That's my final comment on that. Okay. So overall, I think that this was a really fun experience for us to do as a video series. Oh, yeah. And if you're debating whether or not to watch, you know, Scream the TV series season three, um, it's going to take a lot of time. And you could honestly just watch this video series, which is only going to be around an hour and a half. Save you a lot of time. You still get to know who the killers are. You still get to know the major deaths and what we thought of them, which some of them were pretty cool. They were pretty rad, let me just say. So, some of you may find this video series more enjoyable than the actual show, and that's okay. We love you all the more for it. So make sure you subscribe to the channel and you like this video and the other videos and you stay tuned because predominantly over the past few months, we've become a horror channel. Um, I don't know why you say we. Okay, I've become a horror channel. <laughs> um, Riley doesn't necessarily uh, do a lot of horror movies, although I try. I try really hard to well, get Well, look what happens when I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did you have anything that you wanted to comment on real quick as a, as a final wrap-up? Yeah, if you do end up watching Scream or rewatching, if you've watched it before, um, I think it'd be really fun if we made a drinking game out of it. So if you'd like to comment what rules you have for a drinking game for Scream Season 3, I think that would help me get through a rewatch of this. For oh. example, every time someone says the word inside, take a shot. Every there time Beth is on screen, take a preemptive <laughs> shot for whatever she's about to say. <laughs> Come on, Riley, you're killing you're killing Beth's vibe. You're killing it. Did you say that I'm fading it? She just faded. Miss Fade. Miss no, it's Miss Fade. Fade here. It's Beth. Come on. Uh, her makeup was really cool though. I I dug it. I dug all of her her get up. What did that have to do with Fade? I don't know. I was just I was Girl, just Girl end it. End I, this video. <laughs> end everyone's suffering right ah, now. Okay. Make sure to do all all those things I told you to do, and that's it. We'll do more video series like this in the future over whatever we want, whenever we want, I guess. So, goodbye, guys. Bye, guys.